Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. We are thankful and grateful this afternoon. We thank you, Lord, for your blessings. We thank you, Father, for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for a beautiful day like this. Holy Father, we ask that you give us of your spirit to teach us this afternoon. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated, please. Wonderful. Well, I, um, for a short time, I want to share. I said we have received a new gift. And I want to share a message with you that I call, A pastor is God's gift from his heart. A pastor is God's gift from his heart. From whose heart? From God's heart. How many of you like a gift from God's heart? A gift that God... I mean, I, I think it's, we are in the spirit that I'm looking at what they have projected. You know, I'm just looking at it and I think we are in the spirit and I think this message is appropriate. So it's a gift from God's heart. Hallelujah. So turn with me to Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse 15. Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse 15. This is a short sermon, very short sermon. The scripture says, And I will give you pastors according to mine heart. I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Pastors, according to mine heart, according to God's heart, God gives pastors according to his heart. God does not give pastors according to your heart. Hallelujah. The pastor that God gives you, it does not depend on how you feel about the person. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? It is from God's heart. Now, any gift that comes from a person's heart is a precious gift. And that person intends that you treat that gift well. He says, I will give you pastors according to my heart. The other version says, I will give you pastors after my heart, not your heart. So how your heart feels about a pastor is not important to God. What God expects of you is receive that gift as a gift from his heart to you. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So it is necessary that whatever your heart is towards a person, once the person is given to you now as a pastor, you have to do everything you can to change your heart and to receive that gift as something coming from God's heart. Amen. 
Hallelujah. And it's to your own advantage to receive a gift from God's heart with such diligence and treasure that gift. Amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 8. If you um, read from the New Living Translation, Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 8. It says, That is why the scripture says, When he ascended to the heights, he led a crowd of captives and gave gifts to his people. Do you understand the scripture? I want all of your attention. It's a very short sermon, but very important. Very relevant to Christianity. Very, very important message that I'm sharing with you. It says, that is why the scripture says, when he ascended to the heights, he led a crowd of captives and gave gifts to his people. God gave gifts to his people. How many of you like gifts from God? Now, how many of you really pray and you ask that God will give you a gift? And how many of you think that if God gives you a gift, it must be a good gift? I don't know what gift you are expecting from God. But whatever gift you are expecting from God, God also has a special gift from his heart to you. Amen. Amen. Now, how many of you have received certain gifts from certain people and you were expecting something else? You were expecting that the person would give you something in this line, but the person gave you a gift that he probably searched for a whole year. He had this gift in mind that when your day comes, when this day comes, when it is our anniversary, this is the gift that I plan to give you. And then you receive that gift. And it's not the gift that you are expecting. But because it is coming from that person's heart, you need to change your attitude immediately towards that gift. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? You need to change your attitude. You need to change your mind. You need to change. Though it is not a gift that you are expecting, but once it is coming from a person's heart, you need to treasure that gift. It will not be proper for the person to find, come to the house and find that you went to the bathroom and you left the gift on the sink. The gift that he gave you out of his heart with a lot of thoughts. That you're leaving it anywhere. That you're treating the gift anyhow. So here, verse 11. Go to verse 11 in Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 11. It says, now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. Did you read? You see, we say that when he ascended to the highs, he led a crowd of captives and gave gifts to his people. God's people. Are you God's people? Yes. So verse 11 says, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, God's people. These are the gifts. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors, and teachers. These are the gifts that God gave to his people. Hallelujah. Now, a person can receive a good gift, 
but it may not be useful to him. You can receive a good gift, a good gift, but not useful to you. Hallelujah. You can give the same gift to two different kinds of people, the same gift to two different kinds of people, and depending on their knowledge about the gift, and how to treat the gift, it will benefit these two different people different ways. It will benefit them in different ways. How many of you agree with me? That if you give the same gift of the same value to two different people, it will benefit them different ways. Depending on their knowledge about the gift. If you buy an expensive phone, you buy, what is the latest phones that we have now? iPhone what? X. Not even 10 or 8 or X. If you were to buy iPhone X to two different people, a very expensive phone, one person can do all kinds of things with a phone. You know, when people, I see people doing things with their phones, I wonder if I have the same phone. <laughs> when I see people doing things with their iPads, I wonder if I have the same iPad. And so I tell the people, I say, I want to buy the one that you have. I say, the same one is what you have. This is, even yours is more modern. It's better than what I have. But because of my knowledge of this technology, because of how I know about this technology, I do not benefit from it like the other person. So you see one person taking a lot of uh, things, doing things, sending things, doing all kinds of things, doing their homework, even their job, even credit cards, they can swipe credit cards on their phones. And I don't know how to do that. We pay the same amount of money. Receive the same thing. And another person, with that same gift, with that same phone, all the person can do is phone call. Receive phone call, send phone call, text message, take photographs. That's all. And pay so much money for the same thing. So a good gift can be useful depending on the receiver. Isn't that so? A good gift, it can be useful to you depending on the receiver. Hallelujah. And I say a gift from God is a good gift. The Bible says a pastor is a gift from God. A pastor is therefore a good gift. Hallelujah. If you are not benefiting from a good gift, then either you don't know the value of the gift or you don't know what the gift is supposed to do for you. Either you don't know the value of the gift or you don't know what the gift is supposed to do for you. That is why you may not be benefiting from a good gift. Hallelujah. And I must say that many people do not benefit from the gift of a pastor because they only look at the wrapping, the wrapping paper that covers the pastor to judge the gift. 
And I think there is a saying that a gift is not one. The value of a gift is not determined by the covering. Isn't there's, there's something like that, even in the world. You can't judge a book by its cover. That is also another form. But the content, what is inside, that is how you have to judge a book. Isn't that so? Not the cover. That is the same thing. Don't mind the body. Mind the engine. Amen. Wow. So many people do not benefit from the gift of a pastor because of the covering, because of the wrapper. Hallelujah. They don't take the time to unwrap it to see what is inside. And so they don't benefit from it. They see the wrapper and they brush it aside. Hallelujah. And a lot of valuable gifts from God, they don't come in an expensive wrapper. A lot of the valuable gifts that he gives us, you don't see them in a wrapped something that, is, that looks so expensive on the outside. Hallelujah. One of the main reasons why many people do not give themselves to the work of the ministry is because of that. Because they don't see greatness of themselves. That is why a lot of people do not give themselves to the work of the ministry. That is why a lot of people don't see themselves as pastors. Because what you are looking at is your outer self. You are looking at yourself. You are not looking at what God can place in you. And so you look at yourself and we say you are called and you doubt that you are called. And for that reason, a lot of people do not respond to the call of the ministry. Many people who have come to the ministry, someone told them that you can be a pastor. Many people. I never thought of myself as being a pastor. But someone saw me and said, you are a pastor. Because you look at the rapper, you look at your sinful nature, you look at your mind, you look at your heart, you look at the things of your thoughts, and you don't qualify by looking at the rapper. And for that also, we also look at the rapper and we refuse the gift that God gives us. Hallelujah. So, I want you to look at the scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7. It says, But we have this treasure in earthen vessel. We have this treasure in earthen vessel that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Hallelujah. He says there is treasure, but it is not in an attractive vessel. We have this treasure, but it's not in a golden vessel. It is not in a silver vessel. We have this treasure. There is treasure in the gift that God is giving you. Paul is saying as pastors that we have a treasure that is within an earthen vessel. Now the reason why, you see, it's not, you look at the vessel, you look at the outer vessel, it doesn't look powerful. It doesn't look 
mature. It doesn't look old enough. It doesn't look like it's worthy. It doesn't look like it's something that you should bow to and respect and honor. It doesn't look like that. But there is power in that thing. There is power in that thing. Hallelujah. I said there is power. It says the earthen vessel, there's treasure. This, we have this treasure in earthen vessel. That the excellency of the power, the power that is in, that excellency is an excellent power. That the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. God does not want pastors to feel that the power that is in them is of themselves. And so he chooses earthen vessels. He chooses people that don't look like pastors. He chooses people that you will not easily accept. He will not choose people that you will approve of. But within such people, there is power. There is treasure. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? That the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Now, go back to Ephesians chapter 4 and let's continue to read. Next one is verse 12. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 12. Amen. It says, their responsibility, whose responsibility? Now, Let's back up for verse 11 so that you can understand. Verse 11. He says, now these are the gifts God, Christ gave to the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. These are the gifts. Their responsibility. The responsibility of these gifts. Their responsibility is to equip God's people. To equip God's people to do his work. Their responsibility. When he gives gifts to men, when he gives gifts to his people, he places a responsibility on them. And he said the responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build the church, the body of Christ. God gives the responsibility of equipping people to these gifted people. The gift of apostles, evangelists, teachers, pastors, and prophets. God gives them the responsibility of equipping them. Equipping God's people to do the work of the ministry. To do the work of God. To build the church. Hallelujah. Amen. So for example, if you are interested in the ministry work. If you are interested in becoming a pastor in the church, for instance, you need to be equipped by one of these gifts. If you want to also become a pastor, you have to avail yourself to be equipped by one of these gifted people. One of these people that God has chosen to place a gift in. You see, I am not When I say gifted people, I am not saying they were born gifted. He says he gave gifts to men. He chose people and gave gifts to them. And if you are also interested 
in the work of the ministry, he said their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work. Is a pastor doing the work of the ministry? Is a choirister doing the work of the ministry? Is a shepherd doing the work of the ministry? Then you must be equipped by these people. Hallelujah. Now to equip, the word equip means to prepare someone mentally for a particular situation or task. To prepare someone mentally for a particular situation or task. Hallelujah. So if you are going to be prepared to take on the task of a pastor, you have to accept the pastor that God has given you. You have to accept the gift of the pastor that God has given you so you'll be equipped also. And throughout the Bible, throughout the scriptures, we see this pattern all over. Throughout the scriptures, we see Eli and Samuel. We see Moses and Joshua. We see Elijah and Elisha. Throughout the scriptures, we see Jesus and his disciples. We see Paul and Timothy. Throughout the scriptures, all the great anointed men that you can read about and hear about, you see them being equipped also by another gift that God has given them. (laughs) Hallelujah. And today also, almost all the great men of God who are within us or who are with us are also men of God who were brought up by other gifters, other men of God also. All the great men of God, they are also people who were brought up by other pastors that God gave them. Hallelujah. And so go to verse 13 and let me show you. Verse 13, he says, verse 13, he says, this will continue. This pattern of bringing up workers, it will not stop. God is not giving us any other form. He says, this will continue. This pattern of training people, this pattern of creating workers for the church, bringing up equipped workers, people who are equipped, people who qualify to do the work of the ministry, this pattern of bringing them up will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's son that we will be mature in the Lord. Wow. Are you reading the scriptures with me? He said this pattern will continue from generation to generation. From Moses to Joshua. From Samuel to Eli to Samuel. From this to that. From this to that. From Elijah to Elisha. This pattern, this kind of thing will continue to go on from generation to generation until we all, all of us, the whole church, until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's son. Hallelujah. Until we come to the knowledge of God's son that we will be mature in the Lord. 
measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. <laughs> wow. He says, we will continue this. We, it has to continue. This pattern will continue. No other means, no other form. You intend to be a worker for God. You intend to get closer and closer to Christ. This is the pattern. He says, it will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Of course, we must, we, we, when we come to this stage, when we come to the stage where we are all, all of us, you and I, you, everyone, when we all are measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ, when we have attained that standard, then we don't need that gift anymore for people to train and become and gifted people. Then we are all in that same state. Then we are all in that same state. That is when it will stop. That is when it will stop. Until we all come to the full standard. When we are almost like Christ. Then there's no need of another person receiving the gift of apostle. Another person receiving the gift of a teacher. Another person receiving the gift of evangelist. Another person receiving the gift of a pastor to equip the people. Because we don't need that equipment anymore. We have come to the full standard of Christ. Do you understand the scriptures today? But until then, he says this will continue. Until then, he will take one of you and make a pastor. Until then, he will take one of you and make a prophet. Until then, he will take one of you and make an evangelist to equip the people until we come to this stage. Hallelujah. Look at it again. He says, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Wow! A gift that makes you measure up to the full and complete standard of Christ must be a very great gift. Must be a very valuable gift. I am teaching you the gift of a pastor. So that you will know what to expect to receive from a pastor. If you welcome a pastor into your life. So you don't miss on these blessings. Hallelujah. So it means that without this gift. Without God giving this gift. You will remain immature like a child. He says. We will all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord. So, if you do not receive a gift of the pastor, you remain immature like a child. If you don't have a pastor, you don't have an evangelist, you don't have a prophet, you don't have an apostle, you remain a child. You are immature. I'm reading the scriptures with you and expounding on the scriptures. Hallelujah. 
And sometimes I think that some of our behavior, it shows that we have not fully embraced our pastors. Because sometimes we behave as children. Sometimes our behavior is like very immature child. And it shows that you have not fully embraced the gift of a pastor. You are not being equipped to be mature. You don't take what the pastor is feeding you with. But he says, I will give you pastors according to my heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Are you understanding the scriptures this afternoon? Are you learning something from the scriptures? That is a pastor's work. To open up the scriptures to you that you receive knowledge, you receive understanding. Hallelujah. But I say that some people don't embrace pastors. Embrace pastors. He says, this will continue. This will continue. This pattern will continue. Don't look for another pattern. Do not look for another pattern. Hallelujah. Amen. Do not look for another pattern. So verse 14, it says, then, then, when we have come to that stage where we are all equipped, it says, then, we will no longer be immature like children. We will no longer be immature like children. You know, one of the things that is very annoying is when you are ministering and people are sleeping. I am teaching you something very important. And if you were mature, you will stand up, no matter how tired you are, and you say, this is something very important that is being shared, and you go and stand in the back so that you will absorb. Because this is how you remain a child. I'm teaching you something this important. How many of you agree with me that what I'm teaching is very important? Because you didn't know, did you? Yes. But a pastor will feed you with knowledge and with understanding. Hallelujah. So he says, then we will no longer be immature like children. Say, I'm not a child. Say, I have a pastor. I am not a child. He says, then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. So clever, they sound like the truth. Amen. So it means without this gift, you will be immature like a child. You will remain immature. You will not, you say, without this gift, you will be tossed and blown about. You are tossed here and blown about by every wing of new doctrine. Everything that somebody is teaching, it attracts you and you go. You are blown about. You are not stable. The the instability in your life is a sign that you have not embraced the gift of a pastor. That instability in your life is a sign that you have not embraced the gift of a pastor. You do not appreciate the gift of a pastor. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? 
your inner your in- instability is a sign of your inability to appreciate a pastor that you are in this church today and some other church tomorrow and here today and here and then when they ask you you say i visit churches as for me i visit churches it's a sign that you don't have a pastor it's a sign that you don't have a pastor instability amen some of you sometimes you are in america and you are in church when you go to your home country you go with your mothers and your grandmothers to some occultist things to visit some fetish priest and get all kinds of things to arm yourself it's a sign that you have no pastor it's a sign that you don't have a pastor amen instability he says that you are no longer you we won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. When we hear this, we are going to Ohio. When we hear this, we are going to Wisconsin. Hey, there's this one coming in New Jersey. Have you heard that this one? You, every wing of doctrine is tossing you to and fro. Believe in all kinds of things. Different wings of doctrine. Never even sitting down for the scriptures to be read to you. A grown woman, a grown woman grown mature woman you go to another man to back you to beg you he let me preach my message he mixes um holy water with sea water 70 percent holy water 30 percent sea water a grown woman you take off all your clothes for another mature strange man to back you to bath you and wash you wash you from your head to your feet wash you and after she he has washed you he'll take oil and rub your body rub you rub under your breasts above your breast on the side rub you and rub your buttocks rub you everywhere and rub you a grown woman rub you from your head to your feet and you say ah, I'm anointed and rub you and when he's finished he said go and lie in the sun for two hours naked so that you will get a husband so that your husband will love you so that you have a child be tossed about by every wing of doctrine it is because you don't have a pastor it is because you do not have a pastor i'm not even going there about other things that you need to be baptized before your husband can make you pregnant But the Bible says God gives you pastors, pastors after his heart, so that you don't fall prey to such. It says that we will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies. So clever, they sound like the truth. 
so karma, they sound like the truth. He said, is your mother a woman? Is your mother a woman? She wears women's clothes. Your mother married at a younger age, isn't that so? So clever to trick you. So clever. You see, that is why if you embrace a pastor, none of you who has embraced a pastor in this church will fall prey to such a thing. You will not fall prey to such a thing. You will not fall prey to such a thing. Amen. So God gives you pastors so that you don't fall prey to such cunning craftiness. So Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse 15, it says, and I will give you pastors according to my heart, after my heart, who shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says, without knowledge, when you don't have knowledge, my people perish. They perish. And for that reason, I will raise up pastors from amongst you who will give you knowledge, feed you with knowledge that you don't fall to things of this nature. Put your hands together for the Lord. I will pause here. We will pause here and we will break and when the Lord gives us the opportunity, we will complete this message. Stand to your feet and let us pray. Oh, pray that you have a heart to welcome a pastor that God has given you. Pray that you will be glad. You will be glad that your heart will change towards a precious gift of God. A gift that comes from God's heart. Say, Father, turn my heart to such gifts. If you have given me a pastor, turn my heart to that gift. When God anointed Saul as a pastor, he touched the hearts of men. There are men that God touched their hearts. They may not have liked Saul. They may not have welcomed him. They may not have appreciated him. But when, they, when their hearts were touched, the Bible says they followed Saul. They followed Saul. They followed him. Pray that you, your heart to be touched concerning a gift of a pastor. That you will welcome a pastor. You will embrace the gift of a pastor. Grateful and grateful. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness, for your mercy. We thank you, Father, for your word. We thank you for knowledge. We thank you for understanding. We thank you, Spirit of God, for expounding the scriptures unto us. For bringing us such in-depth understanding of the gifts of a pastor, the gift of an evangelist, the gift of a prophet, the gift of a teacher, the gift that you have given us. Lord, we are grateful and we are thankful in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that you are giving us hearts. Lord, it is not by our hearts that you give us such gifts. But you say you give these gifts according to your heart. You give these gifts after your heart. Therefore, Lord, help us that we transform our hearts to be conformable to a gift that comes from your heart. To attract a gift that comes from your own heart. We give you glory, give you honor in the name of Jesus.
if there's anyone here this afternoon you are not born again you have not given your life to christ you are saying pastor pray with me i want to receive jesus christ as my lord and as my savior if that is your prayer this afternoon you are not born again with all eyes closed and every head bowed wherever you are just lift up your right hand and i'll pray with you you are saying pastor pray with me i want to give my life to jesus i want to receive christ as my savior if that is your prayer lift up your hand and i'll pray with you is there anyone here like that anyone here like that father we are thankful anyone here like that do not leave this place without receiving jesus christ as your savior you feel in your heart that god is calling you this afternoon to receive him he's calling he's knocking at the door of your heart and he says if you open the door i will come in if that is you you are hearing that voice you want to give your life to jesus lift up your hand and i'll pray with you lift up your right hand just your right hand and i'll pray with you father we thank you for the gift of salvation we thank you lord for your blessings in jesus name amen, amen. clap your hands We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.